Welcome to Navigating the Spectrum with Michelle Portlock. I'm your host, Michelle Portlock, and I'm so happy to have you joining us today. Today, I have a guest, and her name is Rose Griffin. Rose is a wife and a mother of three. Uh, Rose is an experienced speech-language pathologist, as well as a board-certified behavior analyst. She created an online business to help parents supplement the speech therapy their child may already be receiving. She also provides multiple resources and useful tools for parents as well as other autism professionals. Rose, thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so happy to have you and I'm really excited to get to know you and what you do. So let's just jump right in. Tell me what you do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I am a speech language pathologist and I have been a SLP for almost 20 years now. So I call myself seasoned because I'm kind of at that mid-career point and I really, really love being a speech language pathologist. And I'm also a board certified behavior analyst. I have had that certification for about 10 years. And so I am able to serve my students in very specific way because there are less than 450 people worldwide who are both SLPs and BCBA. So it's a really small group and it's a really nice way to be able to help parents, to help the students that I treat. Uh, And, you know, I've had this career where I have always worked in a public school as a speech therapist. And now I have always kind of divided my time between speech therapy in a school and historic and have always worked in here in Ohio. Sometimes we call them um, separate placements or non-public schools. So schools where students have more um, intense behavioral barriers Mm -hmm. and that's considered their least restrictive environment. And so I've always loved working with students who have autism and just any student who has a problem behavior or behavior that is a barrier to their learning. I've always felt very passionate about helping students who other people may think are hard to help. Uh, That's really been my jam. And so, you know, I started this company almost, well, it's been three years ago now because I created a product, physical therapy product um, that I actually send to people. They're flashcards called the Action Builder Cards. And then I also created another product called Double Up, which is a game for students in middle school, high school, and adult. And I really just was not seeing the products out there that I needed for my students. And so I was spending a lot of time, if any Anybody um, has student their own child with autism or works with students with autism, everything's very specific, right, to the student's learning, mm-hmm. to what the student prefers. And that's how we can engage our students to learn. And so I was spending a lot of time on Google Images and I just... I made these products. I found a designer, printer, did all these things I've never done before. And then that kind of catapulted me into this area of having a blog and now the Autism Outreach Podcast and a course and all these things, which is really great because I love connecting with you here today. And I love being able to talk to people about how to help their students increase their communication skills. Wow. I love this. And I do have a question for you. Do you sleep? <laughs> Actually, it's a really good question because about two weeks ago, I was very, very tired on a Friday and I really realized that I just wasn't getting enough sleep. So yes, I have a goal to be asleep by 10, 15, all electronics off by 10, 15. So that gives me about eight hours of sleep, oh, which that's good. I need. if I don't get that, I'm very cranky, but 
I do hit up Starbucks every single day. So that is a- <laughs> you've got a little, you, you put a little fuel in there, huh? Oh, to jumpstart that day. Well, I am actually, when you said that there are less than, did you say 400 or 450? 450, 450 mm-hmm. um, BCBAs that are also speech language pathologists. I'm not yeah. surprised by that because both of those master's programs are intense. I did the behavior, um, the ABA master's program, and that that was it was a lot of work. So the fact that you did too, that actually shows a lot about your stamina and your drive and your focus and your passion. Oh, thank you. Well done. So tell me what you love about what you do. Yeah. I mean, I just really love helping students increase their communication skills. You know, I have one student who I have worked with so many students, but if I think of this one student that I have done presentations about, that I talk about on podcasts, that I've had um, videos in my courses about, uh, and that was a student who I met when he was eight years old. Uh, My uh, friend owns a private school for students with more complex needs, and she had done an individualized, you know, um, evaluation for the student. And student came to us in a specialized program I was working in and had no way to communicate uh, besides using uh, unsafe behavior to kind of navigate his environment. He was eight and this student did not like any of the things that I placed in front of him. (laughs) He didn't like the iPad, which really had me kind of um, (laughs) rethinking everything about what I was doing for this student. And it was really, really hard because he came to me, he was engaging in problem behavior that was unsafe. He had no way to communicate and orient to his environment besides this problem behavior. And he really was very limited in what he loved and enjoyed and what he wanted to just engage with. I would sit across from him for 30 minutes and he didn't like any of the things that I was presenting to him. Um, Subsequently, we were able to find out that he really did like uh, music. We were able to find that he really loved music. And so we really used that as a foundation for a lot of his programming. He was able to start using pictures to communicate. And then we segued into him using an iPad Um, and he can use some verbalizations. Um, Those are hard for him because he was an older learner, but he was able able to verbalize some, um, he was a student that really liked his own space. So we worked on um, the M for like move, you know, Mm -hmm. his mom was very um, excited that he was able to verbalize those things. And I had a a really great rapport with his family and his mom, and she has allowed me to use some of my therapy, his videos um, that I had from therapy in some of my courses, uh, which is really, really nice uh, because it was just a joy to be able to see this student and to see his family's lives too. I always tell therapists, you know, what you're doing every single day can feel like it's hard because we need to celebrate those very small successes, right? That are going to lead to more increased communication, to more independence for the student. Mm -hmm. But we also have to see how that increased communication and that decrease in that problem behavior is going to also help that family, right? It was going to help my student Uh, be able to interact with his sibling. It was going to help my student interact with his neighbors when they wanted to play. It was going to help my student be able to go to Disney World on a family vacation. And these are all things that happened for this family. And it wasn't just about me and that student and the communication and me trying to figure that out. And it was a team-based approach. Obviously, I wasn't the only one on the team helping this student, but it was really, really cool to be able to see how that really opened up the world, not only for my student, but for this entire family. And those 
those stories just get me excited to be a speech therapist and make me happy every single day in my career choice. Oh, I love that. I have always said that autism and and even a special needs diagnosis in general are not just an individual diagnosis. They're a diagnosis that affects the family as a whole. And so I love that you've seen the trickle effect of what you've been teaching and how it has seeped into all areas of his life and throughout his family and enabled his family to do things to help connect all of them together. And then with in um, events and activities that what they would like to participate in. So absolutely, I think that's what it is because for me as a parent and my three children are typically developing, there's so many opportunities I have to engage with my child, whether it's reading a book or playing a game or that they lose, lose all the pieces to. But <laughs> a really cool story about that same student is we wor- worked with him uh, learning how to play Connect Four in a modified way. Leisure skills and play is something that's very important for me because I see that is very important for families family time too. And so for this student, we modified it where, you know, he would choose a color and then I would put in a piece, he would put in a piece. I would put in a piece, he would put in a piece. It was a little too hard for him to be able to strategize getting four in a row, Sure, but that was working on turn-taking, that social reciprocity, just being in each other's kind of shared experience. And so his mom was able to buy Connect Four for them at Christmas time. And he played it with his sister and those kind of things where that's not lost on me, how exciting that is, because I am understand with my own kids, those experiences that they have can be so much more challenging. Um, you know, when you do have a child with autism, that can just be harder to facilitate at times, depending on how your student, your child is, and if they want to engage in those types of things. Sure. I just, I love it. And I'm just circling back around to the fact that we are teaching communication skills and, and also interactive skills. And at the end of the day, those are the skills that are helping these children connect within their own homes. And it's so valuable for us as parents. So I love what you're doing. Thanks. So Rose, how can you help autism families that do not live in your area? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Here at ABA Speech, I do, because I am a BCBA, I do offer consultations to parents. Um, And, you know, sometimes parents have a great team of providers, Mm -hmm. but they just want maybe another set of eyes on something um, to look at, like, hey, my child's um, school team is working on this, or, you know, we just had an outside consultant do the VB map, what do you think, and um, all those different types of things. Another thing that I really specialize in is kind of helping SLPs and BCBAs work together, because if you are using applied behavior analysis, sometimes not every speech therapist um, is as specialized in that. So sometimes it can be hard for everybody on the team to kind of work towards that kind of progress for the student. Mm-hmm. Um, so we specialize in that. And also we are actually working on, and I'm not sure, Michelle, when this is going to air, but I am working through ABA speech because I do get asked to provide teletherapy often. And oftentimes it's hard because I am a speech therapist and we do specialize in speech therapy. Mm-hmm. So I can offer that here in Ohio, but I am actually putting together what I'm calling the dream team. It's other SLP BCBAs um, who are licensed in other states like California, Texas, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Michigan. Um, and that's 
something that we're going to be coming out with pretty soon here, um, probably in April um, for ABA speech, because there are a lot of parents who are really struggling to get the services um, that they want, the support that they need. And so I hear that a lot from a lot of different parents. And so that's something that we're putting together um, and will be coming soon uh, that people will be able to learn more about at abaspeech.org or those teletherapy services. And that's kind of what's tricky as a speech therapist, you're licensed in different states. Um, And so I'm kind of getting together with all of um, my colleagues who are very specialized in helping students um, with autism and students with more complex needs. And we're, I'm really excited to be able to offer that service soon. I love that. What a great, again, what a great thing you're accomplishing. And also when you keep telling me and all of these great things and sharing what you're doing, I really am wondering how you're sleeping, but (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts. I'm very focused, you know, Get it done. That's it. Laser sharp, laser sharp. So Rose, Mm -hmm. what would you say to other parents who might be struggling raising their children on the autism spectrum or getting them the services that they need? Is there any piece of advice that you would share with them? Yeah, I think the main thing is to have ongoing communication with the providers who are providing therapy. I know in this age of COVID, you know, with teletherapy, sometimes parents really do have a better idea of what the different services look like. Um, A lot of people are transitioning back to -to face-to-face, and that's great, too. But I definitely try to have ongoing dialogue with all my parents. You know, within the public school, we definitely have progress reports Mm -hmm. and things like that that we, by mandate, have to provide, which is great. And for some students, you know what, that's going to be enough information for some parents. And that's completely great. For other parents, you know, I have done things like created a shared Google sheet where I am sharing like maybe a blurb about what we did in therapy. Or if it's a student who is working on a certain strategy, I might just put the date and what strategy we're working on. Because I think that type of information, that type of ongoing communication is really, really important for parents to know what's going on in therapy, to have an idea. Um, You know, we've had parents who have come and observed in the clinical setting and the uh, school-based setting. And, you know, sometimes there's different barriers barriers to that. But I think that's really important too, mm-hmm. because I do a lot of training on saying like, this is a team-based approach, but parents are very important part of the team. Yes. Even though as a provider, it can make you really nervous because you might feel like, oh my gosh, I, I'm not sure. Does the parent like me? Am I doing everything that I can for the student, mm-hmm. you know, within the confines of where I'm working, you know, and then it goes back to an educational model versus medical model. You know, oftentimes if you are working with a private SLP or a private provider, it's easier to have that communication because even if it's teletherapy, you are potentially going to be there for the duration of the session or you're potentially going to log the student on. And that's a time to have chit chat, those small little exchanges Mm -hmm. that can be really powerful and build that rapport, which it can just be a little bit easier when it's outside of the educational setting. So I guess just being, having those things in place Mm -hmm. that if you're not in ongoing communication with providers, trying to be so that you can really generate generalize what's going on in therapy to, you know, your natural home environment. I love that. I love that. It is important to take what our therapists are teaching our children and to be able to implement it within our homes. So, and like you said, that's what helps create the team Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So I appreciate your perspective on that. So Rose, to, to wrap this up, I'm going to ask you, how can listeners reach you? 
Yeah, I love that question. <laughs> um, the best way now, I really, I have a website called abaspeech.org. Uh, I'm going to be doing some free webinars at the beginning of April, all about helping students with autism engage and increase their communication skills, which I'm very, very excited about. Mm-hmm. And it really leads, Michelle, into a paid course I have called Help Me Find My Voice, which is all about working with students with autism who are emerging communicators. Um, it's geared towards professionals, but I have had parents take it. And I've had parents say like, it was just really nice to, um, you know, learn some of the terms that yes. uh, my providers are using. I'm not sure what Amanda's or a, a tact or an echoic or what the VB map really is. And so we talk about that. And so even if you're somebody who just wants to kind of learn those types of things, it's a really, really nice course. And then we also have our products, the action builder cords and the double up game, which are really, really nice products that you can use if you're running home programs with your, your own children. Um, and then I have a podcast now, which I'm super excited. I, I started just a month ago. It's called the Autism Outreach Podcast. It's all about autism and communication. And so we have all different uh, people from the team, I'm saying, on there. So we have uh, parents, we have OTs, BCBAs, SLPs, uh, people with autism. And so it's really just everybody's perspective on how can we help students with autism find a way to communicate? How can we help them find their voice? How can we help them become more independent communicators and, and, and live happy lives too? So that's it. And you know what? Instagram, sorry. I would be remiss if I didn't mention Instagram because... I'm doing all kinds of things over on Instagram. I do Instagram reels, which are kind of like a dance and all kinds of silly stuff. <laughs> I've um, seen you. Have you seen yeah. them? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to brag, but I did take five years of dance and it's really paying off. Mom. Um, but I have a good time over there. I do Instagram stories and always about communication, always about autism. And I really just like to share like actionable tips and strategies and materials that you can use in your home that you can use in your therapy room. Um, And I just keep it really real over there on Instagram. So I love that. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Rose. And I appreciate all the time that you've spent and with us today, but also the time you're spending helping those that are part of this autism community that we love so much. It was really nice to be here and so nice to meet you, Michelle. Thanks Thanks for having me.